The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Hour two of VSIN Primetime presented by BetMGM alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray, the two-lane green wave, heading on to the AAC Championship. Big win on Friday afternoon. Had to start your weekend off with a smile on your face. Not only are they headed to the AAC Championship, they will be hosting UCF for the second time this year. They are a three-point favorite That's right, right. Now. and hopefully uh, my guy, Ty J. Spears, hopefully he... Uh, Went ahead and wrapped up AAC Player of the Year. Maybe that'll make up for me not getting it. I was going to say, is Chris Redman still around to uh, yep. to get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we got uh, Monday Night Football, by the way, coming up here in uh, about a little over an hour. We will be chatting with uh, Josh Applebaum at the top of the next hour to get his thoughts. Mostly two and a halfs out there. Total of 39 and a half where we sit at Circa. It is a two. That is the only two that I see out there. So Still mostly two and a half. Sean likes the Colts and the under in this game. And we as a group here on Bets Giving, the finale of Bets Giving, we are riding with the Colts and we have uh, taken Jonathan Taylor to score the game's first touchdown. Yeah, it can happen. By the way, primetime overs. I've got Paris uh, Campbell. I think he has a big game tonight. Paris Campbell? Yeah. Okay. He's been a lot more... A uh, larger part of the offense, I guess I'll say, since uh, Parks and Ryan came together. <laughs> Sounds like a, a movie or something. A group right, Parks and Ryan. <laughs> um, so I expect him to have a big game. You know, uh, Steelers do have Watt back, so that's a concern because Matt Ryan's not the most mobile. That's why I think I tend to make it an under game. But I wouldn't be shocked if, if Paris puts up a a 6-7 catch game. Paris Campbell last week had five catches for 67 yards. Michael Pittman Jr. had six for 75 against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then in the win against the Las Vegas Raiders here in Las Vegas, Paris Campbell, seven for 76. So uh, you're on to something there. 12 catches in the last two weeks, or yeah, combined for Paris Campbell. So um, maybe that was the guy we should have went with. Bet's giving anytime touchdown. But maybe I'll follow you on that one. I have nothing on this game. It's always hard. For the receivers and the anytime touchdown. I mean, you can play it like Christian Watson's been on fire. You know, he was plus two dollars last night, anytime touchdown. Yeah. It was a big number. Um, and he had to do like a miraculous, like only Christian Watson can make play 
to get in the end zone. That was I mean, there were touchdowns everywhere. Aaron Jones had an anytime touchdown. Uh, Dylan, the running back, had an uh, anytime. Randall Cobb, Miles Sanders, Gamewell, A.J. Brown. I mean, there were touchdowns galore last night. So, because I played the under in this game, I'm not sure if it's going to be high scoring. But I do like Paris Campbell over receptions, over receiving yards. I'm not sure exactly what it is on, on DraftKings or BetMGM. I will find that for you here in just a moment. But, uh, yeah, it's an interesting uh, interesting look. By the way, thank you to uh, Sebastian Salazar over in Qatar to uh, to give us uh, some insight, believing in the United States, believing in the over uh, in tomorrow's game against Iran. I think I made a new friend. Yeah? Yeah. He's a good guy. When I threw the matey Tarimi out, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't prepared for he wasn't prepared for that. Well, I mean, I was prepared to give you a winner on Friday, but you know, you decided to pretend like you knew. But you that were was about. like a, a blind squirrel. I mean, that wasn't what was. I mean, you in the draw. It wasn't like you had like factual data to back this up. You just kind of threw it out there because the plus three something looked juicy. Mm, is that what it was? Yeah, absolutely. And your and your analysis on Timothy Way to score a goal was what? But that's what? all we went anytime goal. We were taking a shot. Right, right? We weren't doing right. the most logical or likely okay. so thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Trust me, a 0-0 draw was one of the most least likely outcomes of that game. Did it game. happen, though? Absolutely, okay. it happened. I wasn't sure. You don't get to sit here and peacock because you got lucky. I wasn't lucky. Yeah. When, I you, want, when you give... You, you, hold on, hold on, hold on. You didn't watch the game. I didn't have to. Yeah, stop. I didn't have to. Stop. Too much firepower enough, on that enough, field. Enough. Get, Too much get firepower out. on get that field. Get out. Stop. I could have I could have agreed with you. One one two two. But zero zero. Come on, man. I just said they draw. They gave up a goal to say, Wales. I didn't say zero zero draw. They gave I up said, a goal to Wales, and then they shut out a team on. in England who scored six goals in their first game in the World Cup. So remind me, on Friday, the United States and England played. The final score was what? Okay, thank you. But Timothy Way, he did score a goal when he was subbed out. Uh, I think he kicked it into the, you know, maybe when he threw his tape into the trash can when he got subbed out. Yeah. I just got hit up on Twitter by at Blasio underscore Charles. He had a question. Uh, I actually, I'm sorry that we didn't do this on our own, but Sebastian Salazar was nice to join us from all the way from Qatar. I know we ran a little long and he went into break. What he was saying was, he likes over five and a half yellow cards in the USA versus Iran game. He thinks it's going to be a very chippy game. He also thinks that the USA's emotional leader, Tyler Adams, who has no yellow cards, he thinks that Tyler Adams actually gets one tomorrow. So if you can find that, find that player prop, then he likes it. But he also likes over five and a half total yellow cards in tomorrow's USA-Iran matchup. Yeah, and uh, he also thinks that Saudi Arabia is a live dog against Mexico on Wednesday. He has not been impressed by the Mexican team so far. By the way, uh, here at Circa, Colts down to one and a half. Interesting. Somebody hurt? Someone's firing here. at Nowhere else is a two, and yet... At Circa, it's one and a half. Yeah, what could go wrong? So interesting, uh, interesting movement here in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, as we get close to kickoff between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. I want to stay in the AFC North, Sean. What is going on with the Baltimore Ravens? Again, another double-digit lead gone, this time at the hands of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags go for two. They get it. They try to get into... Justin Tucker field goal range, which is basically the entire field, but just short on a 67-yard field goal attempt. Lamar did not play one of his better games. What is up with the Ravens? I mean, this has been an issue all year now, Sean. You've seen them blow leads to the Dolphins, to the Bills, and uh, and now to the Jaguars, another double-digit lead lost by this Baltimore Ravens team. Uh, I predicted this. He also said that I said that you can only trot out a group of wide receivers, none of which has even a remotely elite resume, and think you're going to continue to win at a high level. It's just very difficult, Tim. And you couple that with I think Lamar Jackson has been inconsistent. They've had injuries to Mark Andrews, and I think you end up with the results. I think on defense, especially in the secondary, they're extremely undisciplined. I don't think you can trust Marcus Peters in the clutch time to to stay mentally locked in to, from a technique standpoint, trust his fundamentals. 
I mean, he's more than likely going to grab. He's more than likely going to be out of position. Like, there are going to be times when the other team just makes plays, which really was what happened in Jacksonville. Gus Edwards fumbled the ball. Why? Because J.K. Dobbins is out due to injury. Like, they've had so many injuries, and they didn't have an elite offensive personnel group to begin with. So, I just think that's what they are. They're 7-4 they're and four caliber team. And if Lamar doesn't play at an MVP level that particular game, I think they're more of a four and seven caliber team. Then you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, Sean. Finding a way. And the Bengals, they get it done yesterday. No Joe Mixon. They beat the Tennessee Titans on the road. Uh, That hurt. I had Tennessee. Boy, doesn't that sound reminiscent. Bengals win at Tennessee. Uh, Joe Burrow, 22 of uh, 37. Samaj Piran, 17 of 58. T. Higgins goes off. Still no Jamar Chase. And now you look at the Cincinnati Bengals team. Same record as the Baltimore Ravens. Those two teams will meet the final game of the regular season. Bengals host the Chiefs next week. So it's not like it's clear sailing. And then they play the uh, Cleveland Browns with, I think, Deshaun Watson being back. So it's not a cakewalk whatsoever. But you look at this Bengals team now, Sean. They've won five of six. Uh, the only loss was you know, they got smoked by the Browns in that one. Are you buying in that this Bengals team is going to ultimately win this division? They're a threat. I was more disappointed in Tennessee than I was more bullish on Cincy because I think I know what Cincinnati is. I think Cincinnati's good. I don't think Cincinnati can beat Kansas City. I think Tennessee can. This is the first time I'd seen a Mike Vrabel coach Tennessee team that I didn't feel like played with like that, you know, enthusiasm unknown to mankind. Or like they just, the physicality was at such a high pitch, you know, the tenacity, you know, the intensity. It was it was elevated to where it was noticeable. This is the first time I didn't see Tennessee, especially that front, play with that kind of level. Maybe they took, maybe they became complacent. No Joe Mixon, no Jamar Chase. We are at home last time this dude came to Tennessee. We sacked him nine times. Hats off to Cincinnati in that offensive line. Only gave up one sack. Since he found a way to stay in the game, T. Higgins, uh, Joe Burrow made some big third-down conversions, and uh, they got out of there with a win. So looking at the remaining schedule, Baltimore, their last six games, Sean, two against the Steelers, Browns, but I think Watson will be back, Falcons, Broncos this week where they're an eight-point favorite, and then that finale against the Cincinnati Bengals, as you see right there. Uh, who, who did the Ravens just lose to? Jacksonville. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just pointing out. And the week before that, they were 3-3 in the third, I mean in the fourth quarter against the Panthers. So it sounds like you should bet the Bengals. I'm just pointing out their schedule. I didn't say one way no, or the I other. No, I just, all I was saying was that, that recently it hadn't really mattered who they're playing. Cincinnati's remaining schedule is this. Tough. Chiefs, Browns with Watson. Tough. Bucks. Loss. At Patriots. Win. Home to the Bills. Loss. Home to the Ravens. Win. Three and three. So if they go three and three, the Ravens right now have the Second easiest remaining schedule based off of winning percentage. And the Bengals have the fourth toughest. Who wins this division? I don't know. I got to look a little tighter. I mean, on the top of my head, I don't want to give out bad information. I hadn't put enough thought into that yet. I, gotta, I really got to see what Deshaun Watson looks like. Like, I don't expect him to be prime Deshaun, but I want to see if he looks functional. Fresh legs. We'll talk to Brett McMurphy coming up bottom of the hour. Get his thoughts on the coaching changes galore in college football. We react to the weekend that was. How about the Michigan Wolverines? We'll do that next. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Cyber Monday deal is on now. Sign up today to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber and you'll get a daily recap of top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive daily betting reports plus our upcoming college bowl. Already got two bowl announcements. And Super Bowl betting guides. New VEASAN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. The VEASAN store is a great place to shop for VEASAN sports sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry. This is a limited time. Cyber Monday offer. Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN prime time, an hour away from kickoff between the Indianapolis Colts and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your latest look at the line two and a half, some twos now. So that money's starting to trickle in a little bit here on Pittsburgh. Still two and a half showing at BetMGM uh, here at Circa, down to one and a half. But other spots in town still have the two and a half there for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we will talk to. Josh Applebaum coming up in just a little bit. Um, Sean, I think it was two weeks ago we had Top 3 Tuesday, and we did the Heisman Trophy. And I think you and I, I believe, had the same selection as for who would be the bet you should make now. And that was Caleb Williams. And Caleb Williams at that time, two weeks ago, was 11-1 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy at BetMGM. <laughs> Sean, depending on where you look, he's in the range of minus 3,000. Caleb Williams had an impressive performance against Notre Dame. C.J. Stroud, once again, went into the Michigan game as the Heisman favorite and leaves not the Heisman favorite. I want to start with Caleb Williams. USC 11-1, got a chance to punch their ticket to the playoff with a showdown with Utah on Friday here in Las Vegas where they're a three-point favorite. You know, it's funny. When you look at the numbers, if, if you didn't watch Notre Dame-USC, you'd say, oh, yeah, he had a pretty good game, you know, ran for a couple touchdowns. But if you watched the game, you would come away saying, that's the best player in college football, in my opinion. That's the way I took away because Notre Dame, I thought, was throwing a ton of pressure at him. He eluded everything. I mean, he was – even on an eight-yard pass that Chris Fowler thought was a first down, and it was you know fourth and twelve, um, it was it was m- mystifying. I mean, he was so impressive in that performance. I, I don't see how he can lose the Heisman Trophy now, especially with C.J. Stroud not playing this weekend. Well, what you have with Caleb Williams, an elite talent, representing a premium brand, mm-hmm. getting an opportunity to showcase his talent on the biggest stages, and. That's how you end up at minus 3,000. I mean, he's really darn good, but it's not like he's at University of Washington and they're playing Washington State on FS2, and it's a great game, but nobody's watching. Like, he's gotten 
Michael Penix. UCLA. By the way, Michael Penix lit oh, he up lit him Washington up. He did. State. That's oh what I'm saying. Like, he got UCLA primetime stage balled out. Then gets Notre Dame big time stage balled out. Like, so it all had to go in his favor. Mm-hmm. And then Hendon Hooker tears his ACL in a loss to South Carolina. Uh, C.J. Stroud loses, plays just a my kind of game yep. versus Michigan. So Drake May, who was gaining a lot of momentum, all of a sudden North Carolina drops two straight. So a lot of things had to happen for him to yeah. get to minus 3,000, and they all did. Bryce Young in Alabama, everybody said this was T- Saban's best you know, team and, and since he'd been there. They've lost two games. Bryce Young played bad in a loss uh, versus LSU. So a lot had to happen, but he's the guy that's the elite talent representing a premier brand that's really performed on all of his big stages. Even in the loss of Utah, he was sensational. Yeah. They didn't lose because uh, Caleb Williams didn't play good. They lose because they, they still hadn't covered Kincaid. Hopefully they have a better plan for how to cover because it's Utah, right? Yeah, they're playing Utah again. With Utah. What was ironic was Washington won, but their win put Utah into the Pac-12 title game, not them. If Washington had lost, Oregon would have got yeah, in. Yeah, which was if wa- since Washington won, Utah gets in to get the rematch here. Utah can't beat this version of SC. So, and we'll have plenty of more time. Because the game's here in Vegas, right? It is in Vegas. So you go from outdoors at Utah. Yeah, yeah. I just it's this Saturday. It's Friday night. Friday night. Sean, I and I, I think USC. I, I don't know. I haven't bet this game. I think USC wins. The the, the line has moved in their favor already. Their offense is humming. I thought Austin Jones, their running back, was tremendous. Six, he was tremendous. Uh, I thought Al Golden's uh, defensive scheme was pitiful, uh, by the way. But I thought Austin Jones was was spectacular, uh, and they took advantage. I mean, look, no one's ever going to say that Lincoln Riley's not an elite play caller. I thought he was. I mean, he dialed it up. He, right from the beginning, like they ran like a fake reverse tight end screen, like on a Third and one, I was like, oh, yeah, he dialed in. Yeah. Yeah, he, he they, they tried to get Caleb a touchdown pass or a touchdown reception. I'm like, you're getting a little too cute here, you know, but uh, Caleb was, was sensational that game. However, the crazy part is, you know, defensively, Notre Dame actually averaged more yards per play than USC did. And Drew Pine, in my opinion, is a group of five Mac type of quarterback. And he diced them up. I mean, but that's he, kind of been their MO. So my question is, I do think they probably win on Friday. I don't think they can do anything in the playoff, USC. Oh, I think they're absolutely live. Why? Because first, but we've seen. Well, well, here, let me let me real quickly. Okay. We've seen Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. bring teams to the playoff. These exact type of teams, no defense, all offense, and they have. They had one game that was an instant classic in the Rose Bowl with Baker Mayfield, where they lost in I think double overtime Georgia. And then they got smoked multiple times. This defense stinks. It's bad. They're plus 23 in turnover margin. Congratulations. And the luck continued for them. Drew Pine fumbles a ball inexplicably. Here's why they're alive. Right now, they'd be the four. They played Georgia the one. They'll get smoked. Georgia's last two games. Against Kentucky, they were up 9-0 at the half. Against Georgia Tech, they were up 10-7 at the half. Remember Missouri game? They were down 22-12. In the second, in the in the fourth quarter, and hear me out. The Georgia team from last year that had all of those big time first, second round draft picks, that was an elite team. Like SC has no chance against that version. This year's Georgia team's a good team, but they're beatable. Not with this. Not, with, just, not with this defense. They are beatable. They haven't played anything remotely resembling USC on offense. I'll tell you this right now, Sean. The tight ends and Brock Bowers and, and Washington and they're Gilbert, good. They would they will go for three hundred. And yards. the problem is that SC's shown they're competent and, and capable of winning those kind of games because they've been in them all year. Like yeah. the thing that their defense has done is gotten timely turnovers. They did you, it again against Notre Dame. You give me a whole month if you're Georgia to prepare for USC. I think USC wins by. I think Georgia wins by multiple touchdowns. I, I, if I, if that's the matchup, I mean, we'll see. I mean, you thought Michigan was going to beat Georgia last year. Uh, I, I just mm. Mm. so here, here's where I differentiate between those two teams. I still think if Harbaugh had went to JJ McCarthy, that's a more competitive game. I don't. You can't beat a Georgia team like last year with a Cade McNary at quarterback. 
Like, Caleb Williams is a guy, when you do everything right on defense, sometimes he K-Mac makes you. Mayor. No, I'm talking about Caleb Williams yeah. from USC. He's a guy, when you do everything right on defense, he still makes you wrong sometimes. Yeah. And Jordan Adelson and Mario Williams, and th- those guys are better than what Michigan had at wide receiver. Like, this is a dangerous team. They are, are. Are, they, are they deficient on defense? Yes. I think, They're awful I think on TCU defense. is a dangerous team. I, was, I, have a, I have a ticket on TCU to win the whole thing. And I picked K-State pre-flop to win the Big 12. So I'm kind of like in a – because the K-State ticket, I think I got – I got to look it up. I think I had 16-1 on K-State before the year to win the Big 12. But I think I got like 28-29-1 on TCU to, to win the national title. But They're not going to win the title. It's wide open. It's not. It is. Those two teams up top. Those two teams up top. Are Michigan the, doesn't look beatable. I think so. I think they're better than. If I just, Jim Knowles stops going cover zero, Ohio State beats them. I don't know what Knowles was thinking. Like all of those big plays that he gave up, he got cocky. Like he's blinging all this pressure. He's playing bump and run, man to man. Like I didn't get it. I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Like, it wasn't like Michigan was driving up and down the field. These were like explosives. Like, Knowles, just, he was overconfident. You get Coram healthy. Like the young boys say, he tried them. And they made him pay. Look, TCU, they're good, man. And, and both TCU and USC have been tested. And I give them credit, you know. But USC didn't play Oregon. Didn't play. Uh, they played Utah. They lost, yeah. right? So they beat UCLA. They didn't play Washington. They didn't play Washington. Well, listen, we're going to find out. And that's the beauty of it. And we'll have a month to talk. found out how that horn frog bit Saturday. I told you guys Iowa State was awful. Stop. I was shot. Worst Iowa State team since Matt Campbell's been there. Man, that TCU game-winning field goal against Baylor. Woo! Woo! Hey, Baylor. Dominated. Baylor, hey, had Texas on the ropes. Until they didn't. Did did they win that game? Go to break. Yeah. And why don't you go down to Fort Worth? Brett McMurphy joins us next. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Betting Splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting Splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. It is VEASAN Primetime presented by BetMGM. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We've got Monday Night Football coming up in 45 minutes where the Indianapolis Colts are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite in most spots with a total of 39-and-a-half. But it has been a very busy day in college football and I'm sure it'll be a busy couple of weeks, no doubt about it. And there's no one better, in my eyes, who covers the sport than Brett McMurphy. And he joins us right now from the Action Network. And Brett, actually, I'll say this real quickly. We'll move on to something else. Brett, you had a tweet today that had me uh, had a smile like the Grinch. You know that that slow smile that goes up <laughs> when I saw Brett report that San Diego State and Middle Tennessee State will play in the Hawaii Bowl. I don't care who's playing, Brett. It's just the fact that the Hawaii Bowl is on <clears throat> Christmas Eve. I don't know what it is. It's a time-honored tradition of watching that game. So thank you for reporting that earlier today because it put a massive smile on my face. You you got it, Tim. Uh, <laughs> who do you like in that game? That's uh, you know. I don't know. I was liking San Diego State, and then they laid an egg against Air Force. I like the new quarterback. Are you they got. guys seriously All right. opening this segment I just, with the Hawaii I was Bowl? Just, it's exciting times. Jeez. It's bowl. It's bowl season. All right, Brett. Um, there's a lot going on, uh, and I, when you look at the move that Wisconsin made, I think a lot of people. In your industry and, you know, dopes like myself just assume that, okay, it's Jim Leonard. You know, they, they got to six and five. He's been a lifelong, you know, Wisconsin guy. It just makes a lot of sense. At what point did Wisconsin make the decision or how long had this been in the works? Because this pretty much came out of nowhere uh, until, you know, we saw it reported <laughs> yesterday that Luke Fickle was their guy. Yeah, well, that's usually how the good ones 
happen is you don't hear about it. It doesn't get leaked out there. <clears throat> and I think, you know, maybe if you give Chris McIntosh, the, the Wisconsin AD, truth serum, and ask him if Leonard actually had a chance to become the head coach or he was simply the interim, he was the placeholder the entire time, I don't know if he would tell you. But, you know, after initially having a big boost when he took over, they kind of, I don't, want to, I don't know if regress is the right word, if you guys agree with that, but they were, they were nothing special. I mean, it did, it, and this is nothing against Paul Christ. I mean, God, he won percent of his games, but it didn't look any different. And, you know, Luke Fickle is one of the most respected names in the industry. A lot of people had him pegged at Ohio State. <laughs> Maybe Ohio State fans are wishing he would be at Ohio State right now after uh, Ryan Day's latest performance against the Wolverines. Um, and so, yeah, it doesn't surprise me Wisconsin went and got him. But kind of the way Wisconsin has worked in the past, it's kind of been that, um, you know, mom and pop place where you kind of promoted the guy from within. Barry Alvarez was there for so long. And, you know, um, Bielema, Gary Anderson, you just kind of promoted the next guy up. So everyone kind of assumed, okay, Jim Leonard's the guy. But, yeah, give Wisconsin credit. Um, but, you know, before we jump and say, oh, home run higher and all those cliches, I will just – this is exhibit 1A, 1B, and 1C. Scott Frost in Nebraska mm -hmm. was the greatest home run hire of all time, and it didn't work out. So, look, it doesn't mean Fickle's going to fail or he's going to succeed. It just means, unfortunately, which people don't want to hear this, we have no clue if this guy's going to be any good or not. We think he is, but until you actually see the game, see how things break your way, adversity, all those cliches, we really won't know for a while. We look around college football. I thought it was a good hire. Um, no offense to Coach Leonard, but, you know, it's like if you're in the wreck and you're getting buckets and then all of a sudden Devin Booker walks in, you know. <laughs> it's unfortunate, Brett. Well, now you're the second best player, you know, on the floor. So it happens. Um, let's move on to Nebraska and then Colorado. Is this a good hire by Nebraska? And do you think ultimately Deion Sanders ends up and I think that's Boulder, right? Boulder, yeah. Boulder, Colorado. Colorado, yeah. Um, yeah, so I just said we're never going to call anything a home run hire. I'm not calling Matt Rule a home run hire, but I love I love his hire. Um, I know Matt. I know he, did, he struggled at the NFL level, but I know he did with the college level. He raised Temple from the dead, and they were dead. He raised Baylor from arguably the worst scandal. Um, I'm not going to compare scandals, but it was either Baylor – in a situation they were in after our Browns left or what happened at Penn State with Sandusky. And he got them and flipped them in two years from a one-win team to an 11-win team. He will change things in Nebraska. They will be successful. He knows the model. He's done it. I don't, you know, you can't say, well, he's not from Nebraska. Who is from Nebraska? But he's a North, Northeastern guy who played, you know, Penn State. He was able to succeed in Texas. He will be able to recruit there. He will be able to succeed at Nebraska. I love the hire. Sean, Deion Sanders is, is – we'll have to find out. I mean, he's been very open. He, you know, he confirmed today that, yeah, he was offered Colorado job. He's talked – I know for a fact he talked to USF about their opening. I don't know if Deion wants to go to Colorado or if he was hoping – Maybe to land one of these SEC jobs. Maybe if Auburn didn't land Hugh Free, something happened there. If Kiffin moved on, maybe Ole Miss opened up. You know, obviously he's at Jackson State now. So, you know, that would be, I think, huge for Dion. And I think he would have an incredible immediate impact. Um, because, again, you can talk about or, or debate what he does or doesn't know as a head coach. You could say that about a lot of coaches. But there's only one guy that does the Aflac commercial with the goat. Right. I'm not talking about the actual goat. I'm talking about Nick Saban. And that's Dion. And he's got, he's got so much cachet. And in today's world with NIL and everything else, that plays a huge part. Guys, if he can bring five stars to Jackson State, then what's he going to do with Power 5 resources? That will be fascinating to see what happens. And, Sean, get your popcorn because if, if he makes the move, Week two, September 9th at Colorado next year. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
Hey, I'm pulling for him. I think they're a perfect match. His brand, Colorado's platform, I think it works great for both parties. Uh, a couple more, I guess, head coaching movement. Report came out today that uh, Willie Fritz, who's done an excellent job at my alma mater, I actually sent him a text saying how proud I was of him. And if he's leaving, can he uh, win the AFC <laughs> championship first? Is he, is he, is he, is he <laughs> I mean, I'm keeping it 100, right? I didn't know what the kids say. Well, oh, your coach left keep too. Keep real, right? So you can leave. Yeah. Appreciate what you did. Just please, like, get, get this trophy for us first. Is Fritz going to Georgia Tech? And uh, how good a job is Cincinnati now that it's open? Yeah, Sean, I think I, I think he's gone. Um, it, that, that appears what, what way it's trending. I mean, it's a tough situation. They have this unbelievable season, and now you have an opportunity to better yourself and move on. I mean, you've got to take it. Uh, I just – I wonder – I don't think it's going to be as drastic or anything similar, but I wonder, you know, I think Jamie Chadwell also at Coastal Carolina. Um, he could be on the – he could be on the move also. I wonder how their teams respond this week in the conference championship game. Maybe you guys can break that down um, from a gambling aspect, but we saw what happened with Liberty at New Mexico state. When the Hugh freeze stuff got out, they didn't quit. They, <laughs> they, they basically imploded. Stopped. <laughs> yeah. imploded. yeah. Let's do the, op- let's make it as bad as possible. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen for Tulane because they've got a lot at stake. They can win. They would go to the Cotton Bowl. That would be huge for the program. Get Sean some more 15 seconds of fame, playing off 1998. And I say that as a 100% compliment. I'm not dogging you. So, but I'm afraid, Sean, yeah, you're going to be looking for your next coach. Uh, Cincinnati, a much better job than it was six months ago because, hey, you're moving to the Big 12. You've got Power 5 resources. You've got now an expanded budget. Um, that's that's right now. I don't know which way they go. There, it's a it's a Midwestern job. It's you know it's not on the level obviously of a Big Ten job or anything like that. But it certainly is light years ahead of where it was just a few months ago. And we'll have to see. I mean, currently right now as as we're doing this interview, we've had 17 coaching changes. Five coaches have been hired in new spots, and we have 12 openings. So I think when we get done with the, the coaching carousel, I think we're going to end up with 30 new coaches Woo-hoo. out of 131 at the FBS level. Brett, before we let you run, we got 20 seconds. Anything catching your eye yet for conference championship weekend? I thought you'd never ask. Not that I'm going to pat myself on the back, but I am undefeated on your show. That's right. Nice. If you're, keeping, if you're keeping score at home, congratulations. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to make this simple. Georgia LSU over 51. I don't know if you guys have ever been to an SEC championship game. It is in the indoors, Mercedes Dome. It is crazy. It is high-pitched. They go hard for 60 minutes. Three of the last four have gone over 65 in the SEC title game. I'm going over Georgia LSU. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4. 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign, improved features, and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. Alongside Sean King, Super Bowl champ, Tulane alum. I am Tim Murray. Great stuff. We always appreciate Brett McMurphy uh, joining the program and giving us his insights on uh, what's going on in the college football landscape. And he said when it's all said and done, Sean, he believes that 30 coaching changes could happen in college football. Just the trickle-down effect of coaches leaving spots. And uh, he does seem to... It's a tough profession. Yeah. Because, like, all those guys are without a job until they have one. Mm Mm-hmm. So even if you're at a spot where, like, your guy didn't get fired, like, Luke Fickle isn't taking the whole staff from Cincinnati with him to Wisconsin. Like, that's the only tough part about that profession is, you know, they've done a great job at Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Think about being on the team the last two years. There, What are they sitting at, 21 and 3 or 4? Well, last three yeah. years, right? I mean, you think about they went undefeated two years ago. year before that, they uh, lost, what, one? Did they go undefeated? They went undefeated two years ago, mm-hmm. right? So they've... They've That's lost, what, like, th- four yeah, games in three years. and now all of a sudden you're out of a job. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just a tough little deal, man, sometimes. It's, it's going to be interesting how it all plays out, but... Uh, Good luck to everybody. God he didn't, bless uh, him. He didn't seem optimistic about Willie Fritz uh, remaining at, uh, at Tulane. Well, I get it. He came there. He did a great job. Yeah. Uh, when you go from a non-power... And, and listen, I get it, man, because of the conference movement, and you don't know how this thing ultimately... Is going the musical chairs is gonna you know end up when the music stops. You want to be in a five, power five conference because they may all break off and go form their own division, and then the the AAC is no more or Conference USA or Sun Belt. So I think all of those programs that are non power five are kind of in a, a situation where you just don't know what the future holds. So for him to go and get to a power five, uh, just win the win the AAC first, please, Coach Fritz. Fritz, just. Just, just win that game first before you leave, please. Well, I, I want to ask your perspective on this because as a player, mm-hmm. you dealt with this, right? Yeah. Coach Bowden left, mm-hmm. didn't coach you in the Liberty Bowl. You guys went on and beat BYU and finished 12-0. and So you had that. And then when you were on the staff at USF, Willie Taggart left to go to Oregon. Mm-hmm. And now if you're a player at Tulane, right, you've got an opportunity, you're playing for a championship, and the rumors are swirling. Your head coach said, quote, I'm the head coach of Tulane, proud to be the coach of Tulane, and ready for the game on Saturday. That's what I told the team this morning. You're not dumb. You know what's happening. We've seen it. And, and, and Brett brought up how Liberty just completely melted down, right? They beat Arkansas. Then they lose to UConn. Lost to New Mexico State. Got absolutely destroyed this weekend by New Mexico State. Shout out to uh, your guy, Jerry Kill. Hopefully they get a bowl game. Hey, man, he's done a heck of a job. Five, Five wins? wins? Five yeah. wins. Five, yeah. yeah. Um, Tulane's a three-point favorite this weekend. Yeah. Do you think any of this coaching rumors creeps into their minds? Or are they uh, – what, what? how do you, as a player – What's your mindset this week? Well, one, you left out a, a very important part because you said that Tommy Bowden left 
mm-hmm. and went to Clemson, and then we went to the bowl game and won. BYU, right. Yep. Then you said Willie Taggart left and went to Oregon, and we went to the Birmingham Bowl without him and beat South Carolina. What's right. the one constant in both of those situations? Winning. Me. <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> – I'm not there in New Orleans, so I can't tell you how they're going to handle it. It's different case Look, by case. Can, the fact that this isn't just a bowl wait, game. Wait, hold on. I, this is a conference championship. Can we can we, can we send matter. this to Tulane right now? I mean, <laughs> Jeff Saturday was at ESPN, and he took over as the head coach on an interim basis. 2-0 uh, ATS, and they play tonight. If Willie Fritz leaves, what about Sean King, interim, coaching the Cotton Bowl? Interim? Or head no, coach. Yeah. I, I like it on this desk. Who <laughs> go anywhere for interim? He's nuts. <laughs> How fun would that month though be? We go down there. I'll be tremendous. I'll just sit I give everybody raises. I'll just sit there and you know walk around with a microphone and follow you for, for three weeks, get ready for Penn State in the cotton bowl. That'd be phenomenal. And we go and we go kick their butt. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. Sounds but this great. but this week, you know, I, I just I do feel like it's a completely different situation because you're playing for a championship. Tulane's never won the American Athletic Conference. So I, I do think even though there might be a bit of a distraction with your coach is probably gone, he hasn't denied the fact that he's, you know, turned down the Georgia Tech job or anything like that. But I, I, I'm just curious your thoughts of this game. If, if it really creeps into the ultimate handicap of this game that Willie Fritz is likely leaving once the game is over the on Saturday. The only reason it doesn't play into the – it doesn't play into it for me because what they're playing for and Fritz is still there. So he's going to be on the sideline on Saturday and they're playing for their first conference championship in football since I was the quarterback of the 1998 team that won Conference USA title and went undefeated. So we're in 2022. That was 1998. And I'm not a math genius, but it's about years. 24 years, yeah. give or take, when the actual game occurred, Right they'll be able to lock in and focus. Now, will it be kind of maybe some melancholy energy after the game, knowing that uh, the guy that you just developed to this level of with is leaving? Yeah, a little bit. But, I mean, that's college sports. I mean, by now, kids are exposed to it. They, they get it. They know it. I mean, it's the same thing with the kids. I mean, kids leave all the time, right? And they write those, oh, I'd like to thank the university and the coaches and, you know, the strength and conditioning and the nutrition department. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. You know, I, I've officially, you know, put my name into the transfer portal. I mean, it's no different now. So, I mean, shout out to Willie Fritz, the job he's done there. He was there for seven years. Yeah, man. Built him into a champion. By the way, not that we have to go too in the weeds. If, if it does happen, is the first call to Will Hall? Southern Miss head coach? I don't know. Six and six this year? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I uh, would think it'd be Alex Atkins. Okay. The OC of the FSU. All right. Um, we're going to talk to Josh Applebaum coming up here, top of the hour. Let's just revisit Monday Night Football. Mostly two and a half still out there. Some twos actually here at Circa down to a one and a half. Total still sitting at 39 and a half. Looks like it ticked down. I see one spot ticked down to 39. You like the under. And you like, do you still like the Colts? Yeah, you I'm, still, a little... I'm rolling with PlayStation parts. I think they're going to run <laughs> the your ball. your guy? Yeah, that's my guy. He's actually been calling a pretty good, he's been doing a pretty good job uh, since taking over. So I'm excited to see what he has tonight in store for the Steelers defense. So the Mike Tomlin and Brian Flores on that staff. Um, but again, I don't think the Steelers can create margin. They're still kind of got the, the training wheels on Kenny Pickett in a lot of ways when you watch this offense, you know, play. So, Indy's been better on defense. They're one of the few teams that are able to contain uh, Justin Fields and that Eagles offense. I think they held them to, what, 17 last week with yep. what Philly scored? So just think about what you saw last night and think about the job the Colts did. And it's in Indy. They're at home. They've been pretty good in the Dome. I'm going to say Colts win this game 20-13. to 13. So Paris Campbell, Sean, is someone that you I like Paris mentioned. Campbell. Over receptions, over receiving yards, and anytime touchdown. So two is two games since uh Matt Ryan was Matt back Ryan has returned and, mm-hmm. and Parks has become the play caller. Seven receptions, seventy six yards against the Raiders. Now the Raiders defense is terrible. And then five for 67 last week. His over under, I'm sitting here at circa is forty six and a half. First half, easy. Okay. Plus 295 anytime. 
Ooh. Now that's a little trickier. See, because of the total. I would rather play the the yardage. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because he could get tackled at the three. Like, if you had Jalen Hurts oh. anytime touchdown last night, I mean, for a reason. what a bad beat. You know, but sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles. You know what I mean? I was sitting here last night. I was I was there. We, we, were, we were hosting. Uh, there was a, a contest for the radio station I worked for, so we were here with some Wisconsinites watching the game. Derek put on a great event and just hanging out. And I'm like, just, just get into the end. I can't cheer because they're all Packer fans. Yeah. He's running buck naked. Steps out of the three. Yeah. Steps out of the two. Come on, Jalen. Get in. Yeah. Plus 110. And then they never got close enough to QB sneak. Oh, man. And they, everyone, everyone got in the touchdown party last night, except Jalen Hurts when it came to rushing. So, two and a half. We'll see. I have a feeling. Well, we'll see. We'll talk to uh, Josh Applebaum. My gut tells me that Mr. Applebaum is going to be digging the dog here tonight. And will he be liking another primetime under? Primetime overs have actually hit in five consecutive primetime games. Sean likes the under. He's on the Colts. Let's go Paris Campbell over 46 and a half. Let's do it. That's Sean. I'm Tim. Josh Applebaum, top of the hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 